This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This episode is brought to you by Lifeway Foods, makers of America's best kefir and our favorite healthy and delicious dairy products. Blue Wire. Let's fog this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> She's ready to go, fools. <laughs> she got a big pot of tomato sauce on her burner. Fired up, ready to go, be loud, wear green, go stars. That's right. This is not a Dallas Stars podcast. This is actually Puck Bunnies, a podcast that's about hockey in general, all of it. We are nonpartisan. Well, I think I'm more of a party sin in that my team is in the Stanley Cup. I so. am going to do a citizen's arrest on you for that. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not. Unbelievable. We're not a- we're not a stars podcast, but like there's not many hockey teams playing right now, if you haven't noticed. So That's we right. are going to talk about them. That's right. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, Christina, hi. How are you? Hi. I miss you. I, I miss think you. about you all the time. I think about you all the time. Christina and I were together in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina this week. We were very excited to like, oh, Dido, hi. I know. She Big jumped in there. Tail. Um, we were very excited at the beginning of the week to be watching the games one through three of the Stanley Cup finals together. And what we realized by the middle of game one is that actually we hate this. We hate sports. Nothing about current society and the state of the world that we live in right now is conducive to enjoying sports. And we um, we would like this season to be over, please. Yeah, it's sort of hard to have a good time watching anything right now and trying to like get into this stuff is really hard and also here was my problem with the games that i saw last week they all started quite quite late in the evening so you've now experienced the um anti-east coast bias it sucks like i was falling asleep during the first second and third period of every game you did not make it through to the end a single game that we watched last week okay well think about that and then reflect reflect back a month ago 
to when I was watching Canucks games that started at 10.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I do it all for the fans. It's not for me. It's for the fans. I think that was more against you than yes. for yourself. Well, yeah. So we watched all these incredibly late games and tried to square it away with the awfulness that's happening happening around the world. And we failed to come up with anything to give you in regards to that. But we did yeah, have a good time. It's just not like... I'm going to be... I'm going to be straight up. Here we go. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real. It's almost the end Uh-oh. of the season. It's time to get real on Puck Bunny's podcast. Oh my God. Are you going to quit? No. <laughs> I'm not having a good time being alive right now. Not in a way that's like sexy and dramatic, but just like every day is bad and, and bad things are happening. There's like 40 days until the US presidential election. I'm not sure if you guys know that there's one of those happening this year, but there is in fact. So I, for one, am just looking forward to having this season wrap up. I'm burned out, dude. I'm going to be straight up. I think a lot of people are feeling the exact same way. I completely agree. And like, I'm like past burnt out and I don't care about anything at all. (laughs) Everything is boring to me. Everything feels like a chore to do, including watching the team that I love. Your favorite team. Playing. Whenever the game's on, I'm on my phone. All of our attention spans are fractured in a million different ways. And so, yeah, I I totally agree with you in that it will be nice to have this door closed so that I can just... We no longer have to focus on like the dystopian reality of this year's Stanley Cup Finals. That's something that was I was thinking about what, in the article by Greg Gwishinski and Emily Kaplan, where they sort of talked to people behind oh, yeah, the scenes. The Bubble Confidential article. It was pretty wretched to read, I thought. I was disappointed with everyone in the organization just for like letting something like this happen. First of all, I understand why... I was seeing a lot of people bill this piece as like, ooh, the sexy, mysterious underside of of what being in the bubble is like, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then it was just, yes, the National Hockey League duped a bunch of players into leaving their families for two and a half months with no follow through on any of the promises that they made at the beginning of the season. Is that supposed to make us feel good? good about like the state of hockey in general that they couldn't even pretend to try to pull this off the most scary part of it to me was where they talked about some of the players mental health oh my god i know and it seemed like some of from what they were saying and just from like how i would imagine even a hockey player speaking confidentially would say it sounds like some people were doing pretty fucking bad yeah and it sounds like some people were experiencing like full-on depression probably for the first time in their lives and their brains cannot comprehend all that and that's not fair no i know and the part uh about players in edmonton who because like there's a tunnel from like the arena to their hotel some of them did not go outside for up to three or four days okay real that's fucked up this isn't the 1800s like the nhl is aware that mental health is real and is important what infuriates me is that like you have all these teams who are like oh yeah every year bell let's talk mental health is so important we're all gonna do our part to destigmatize this and to make it a priority that's such bullshit The fact that like these organizations have so much money and power and resources at their disposal and still can't even manage to make an effort. I mean, it's not surprising, but it's just like, it's so fucked up. 
It's shocking. And the biggest promise that they failed to follow up on, which probably everybody knows now, is getting family members mm-hmm. inside the bubble to watch them, you know, play in the Stanley Cup finals. So they basically lied to every player in the, the league and was, yeah, we're going to get your family here. Your wife is going to be cheering yeah, you Yeah, your kids are going to be here. That's the part of all of this that it's really awful. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree that it was a lie. I think they overpromised, and because again, this is why you need people working in your organization who are politically who who know what's right. going on, who can estimate two, three, four months out. Okay, the United States is not going to be handling this any better in November than we are in July. And so probably no, your families are not going to be able to come to the bubble. Like there was no, it's a straight up lie if they had people who were accurately being like, oh yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to get families to the bubble. But I really just think that they overpromised because time and time again, we have seen how, how ignorantly informed their decisions are on everything from race, gender, Even that stupid social media video they put out this week where it was like, oh, every injury on the way to the Stanley Cup is worth it. And it was just like slow-mo footage of of people getting their shit rocked, getting concussed, breaking their ankles and shit. Like nobody thinks that shit is cool anymore. The reason that I find the uh, whole, like, the family thing the worst is because I think it was a rapidly evolving situation, and I think they made them false promises the entire time that they knew. And so that's the most abominable thing to me whenever you have stories about guys who have never experienced depression before falling into depression because they can't see their family. The real lesson here is you should never overpromise so that you can always overdeliver. It's not hard. <laughs> Or just don't promise it. No promises to anyone. Right. Just, you know what? Right. Be a wild card. Who the fuck cares? Okay, well, now that we have uh, set aside our manifesto for uh, the playoffs and, and why they're horrible. That's right. Would you want to talk about the game at all? Maybe yeah, sure. Quick so, five. <laughs> yeah. Um, games four and five happened over the last three days. Actually, over the last two days, because for some uh, fucked up stupid reason, uh, they put a back-to-back in the Stanley Cup finals. Sure, why not? They did it because they didn't want to compete with the NFL. Their numbers have been terrible for the Stanley Cup so far. And they want this to be over as fast as possible because they're not trying to press their luck with these, like, COVID numbers, which, fair. I also, like, wonder if they, they only rented out the hotel through September. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck, we only got we a block. <laughs> no, because I think they were hoping that, like, at the beginning, their original estimate was we're going to be handing out the Stanley Cup, like, the first week of October. Because I don't think they thought that the, N- the NFL was going to be able to come back. I really oh. do think that they were planning on being the only sport in the game for a little while longer. And now they're like, well, we got to wrap it up because we're uh, not we're not making as much money as we thought we were going to be making. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, nobody likes hockey. Yeah. And also, there's two expansion teams in the final and nobody fucking cares. Yeah, um, what a huge dub, I just would like to say, for non-quote-unquote traditional market hockey. I actually do love to see that. I'm glad that th- it's these two teams in the finals, even though it's just a bizarre situation. Are the stars good? Who's to say? <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking say it. The stars are not good and do not deserve to be in these finals. And I feel like they have shown that literally every game. They are not good. They do not have what it takes to beat Tampa, except they get a couple good bounces and their goalie has been on fire. Game four was a mess. Goaltending was falling apart, which is I think is fair. I think Dobby's just really tired. 
and their defense was falling apart. Game four was just, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. But they also got a couple of really brutal calls. And both of us went to bed at like 10 that night. So we missed most of it after um, I think the Bolts came back in the second. Was game four uh, when Stammer came back? No. That was game three? He did not come back for game four. And he was also out for the rest of the playoffs. So I hope that one goal was worth it, Stammer. Absolutely baller move to come back. Play it's like two cool. minutes and 30 seconds. Score a goal and they'd be like, well, I don't think that was a really good choice. But like, I did it. I think it was probably mentally for his team, it was huge. As corny as that is and as like immeasurable of a like stat as that is. That, no, it makes That was sense. really cool. Because what the fuck else <laughs> is going on? There's nothing going on. They have Corey Perry's wife and child arriving and it's like, that's the only thing we've got going on. No, the only thing they have going on is the eating weed gummies. Yes. <laughs> going to bed early. And lying. And lying. Wow, that's just like my life. I love to live the life of an NHL star. Uh, yeah, and like I feel like we haven't talked enough about just the lightning in general. I do think we should take a minute to admire just the absolute units on the absolute units. That's a really great team. It is lovely to watch them play. And if they lose to Dallas, that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> I will say that I think the stars in game five, what they did right, I'm pretty sure the only reason they won that game is because they were finally like, oh, we have got to stop taking stupid penalties. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have a different theory. I think it's because they tapped into this like awful, awful, (laughs) but powerful energy called dad strength. Oh, okay. And they activated the dads. Yes. The dads did do what they had to do. And the dads being Corey Perry. And Joe Pavelski. And Joe Pavelski. Are are imports from California. And like, I've been reading a lot about this and it's been really interesting because they brought in Pavelski for exactly this Mm -hmm. reason. They wanted somebody who had playoff experience to be like a mentor figure in the playoffs. And then they took a flyer essentially on Corey Perry. His I think he's been paid less than a million dollars, but he's got a ton of performance bonuses. Yeah, so he's had five goals in the entire season and then five goals (laughs) in the playoffs. And I think, what, two since his wife got there? Yeah, since Blakeney. Queen, goddess, love her. She's amazing. Her hair, Audrey and I were both like, oh my God, she's got to use OLFX on that shit and drop the routine. Drop the routine. I just want to say that, like, I think that is proof that the Stephen A. Smith theory that he applied to the NBA at the beginning of the NBA's bubble season was correct. Mm -hmm. Conjugal visits are very important to the success of your team. (laughs) I really love that this series has basically come down to like old man power Mm -hmm. and just how well that they're able to uh, score incredibly ugly goals in front of the net. We did say back when people were asking us to sell them on the stars. There's three main components, right? It's right. all the little Finnish e-boys. It's the random old guys that you have thrown in who are basically surviving off performance bonuses. <laughs> and then it's like Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, all the classics. And you right. did get one of those components. It's just probably not the one that you were actually looking forward to. Well, what's been really interesting is they've had to switch up the lines a lot. Mm -hmm. So what worked in game five is when they had, they bumped Tyler Sagan down and they bumped up Pavelski to play with Radulov and Ben. Mm -hmm. And then Sagan, Perry and uh, Yoel all were playing on one line. And so for some reason, this unholy dad energy was now like dispersed. It's permeating everywhere. And it's making them hardy and and gritty and want to score really ugly goals right in front of the net. Braden Point is defenseless. 
God, can we talk about Brayden Point for a second? Brayden Point. Eyebrows of a king. Do you find him attractive? I find him very attractive, and I feel like he's just, I don't know, like, it's unnerving. Thus concludes our discussion of Brayden Point. (laughs) But really, Brayden Point... If the Lightning win, I think he should get the, like, Conn Smythe. And if Dallas wins, Corey Perry should get the Conn Smythe. Corey Perry's going to win the Conn Smythe. And after that, I will ascend directly to heaven. I feel like if Corey Perry wins the Conn Smythe, then he needs to pay some sort of recognition to the show. Yes, absolutely. Hey, Audrey. I know that you're always talking about how our brain and our bodies are connected, but I've also heard you talking a lot about the mind-gut connection, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you tell me? So this is just an extension of how your brain and body work as one system, right? When you regulate your gut health, it helps your brain work. (laughs) And a huge part of regulating your body and your brain is paying attention to your gut. Especially like you and I are both in our 20s. That's about the time when we start to be like, oh, we actually have to take care of our bodies so that they can take care of us for the rest of our lives. Weird. One of the ways that I have been focusing on regulating my gut and by extension, regulating my brain and my body is incorporating life keeper into my snacks into my meals because there are so many different probiotic cultures in lifeway kefir that helps maintain a healthy balance in your gut there's up to 30 billion units which is more than double what's in yogurt lifeway kefir is also super rich in protein vitamin d and calcium it's also made with milk from cows that are not treated with synthetic hormones and it's gluten-free if you want to know where you can find to pick up some kefir near you just check out lifewaykefir.com It's been a big boy series for me. You know how it's like fat bear week or whatever people get into? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've felt similarly, but about Victor Hedman and uh, Jamie Alexiak just being on my television screens all the time. And let me tell you, Pierre Maguire (laughs) and Doc Emmerich, who for our Canadian friends are two of the NHL on NBC commentators, are more obsessed with talking about how Jamie Alexiak is 6'7 than I am. And I talk about it pretty much every 30 seconds. They're just obsessed with these shit houses, you know? It's because it's, it's like a throwback to old hockey. Even though there were not a lot of 6'7 men lumbering around the ice in the uh, 1980s, I think the broadcasters are probably a little bit burned out as well. I do have one text that we should answer. Okay, what is it? Let me read it to you. Hey, Puck Bunnies. Hope you're both doing well. Go Bolts. Sorry, Christina. Hoping you can help me solve a bit of an existential crisis. See, I consider myself slightly left of our King Bernie Sanders. However, as a beer league hockey player, I also find myself in locker rooms comprised almost entirely of fucking chuds. Hockey is kind of a mental health outlet for me but I'm finding it harder and harder to go play with a locker room full of douchebag McGee's each and every week. So do I just keep dealing with their bullshit or try to find some holy grail of leftist hockey players to skate with? Man, that's a really tough question. And I feel like it really sums up the episode pretty well. It's, It's hard to enjoy things when everything sucks. Everything sucks and everyone is trying to ruin, ruin it for you. Honestly, right now, I mean, just my advice would be to quit. Because it's not, it's not, 
Go off. I I mean, like, look, if it's bothering you now, it's not going to get any better in 40 days when we have an election. And it's not going to get any better in, like, the three months that the election will be contested. So why the fuck would you keep putting up with it right now? Also, it's like a pandemic right now. You probably shouldn't be doing this anyway. It's really hard to love something and have something be, like, a, a huge outlet for you and have other people, like, everyone else ruining it for you. I've been in that situation. It sucks. You could get a squad together. I'm just saying. You could do it. I really have faith. (laughs) It's a tough time right now, obviously. But get some internet friends together. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of lefty hockey players out there. There are. I see them all the time. They're in my mentions constantly. DM JT Brown. (laughs) Also, call people out on their bullshit. Yes. That's a really good way to gauge whether or not you can actually put up with this shit or if it actually makes you feel better. Say something to one of your beer league buddies. If you call them out on something, they say, you never know how they're going to respond in the moment. But if they're assholes, you're probably going to feel like, hey, I actually don't want to play with assholes. Right. We support you no matter what you do. That's but right. You should probably qu- quit the racist hockey league. Form your own. <laughs> Let's go. I'll join. I don't know how to do anything, but I feel like I could probably be a good goalie. I haven't put on skates in about eight to ten years. I I can't skate backwards, so I can play goalie. Well, okay, you got two goalies. (laughs) Well, Christina, um, game six, forced game six, which we are being forced to watch. Right. Is tomorrow. I'm not even excited. I'm tepidly excited. I would like to see Tyler score another goal, I think. I think that would be nice. That's what I'm hoping for in the next game. Or painless death, whatever way. If you would like to call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode. Or rants. Call us at 774-318-6952. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at at PuckBunnies underscore pod. And on Instagram at at PuckBunnies pod. No underscore. You can find us on Patreon.com at Patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. Also, please remember to rate and review us. (laughs) on your platform of choice. God, I hope there's a lot of people who decided to just start listening to this show on this episode where we're like, fuck hockey, fuck the world, fuck this. Like, shout out to you guys (laughs) if this is the first episode you've ever listened to. I mean, if you're a little bit worried about how Sylvia Plath it's been, it will only get worse from here. That's right. So fucking hop on or hop off. And with that, I'm Audrey. And I'm Christina. this has been Puck Bunnies. We will see you guys after game six. Yep, now we have to go eat some saltines on the floor somewhere, (laughs) right? (laughs) 